um, let's let's um, um, listen as the Spirit of God speaks, ministers to our hearts. Thank you. Amen. Over to you, Stephanie. Amen. Thank you, Mr. Omar. Good morning, Mr. Omar. Good morning, everyone. Yeah. God bless you Good morning. all. Good morning, um, Pastor Stephanie. Morning. Um, Father, this morning, we thank you for your fellowship that we enjoy, and we thank you for your communion um, that you um, share us with every time we come together in prayer and every time we come to study your word. And this morning, Lord, we ask that you would even speak to us. We ask, Lord, that you would minister to us. We ask, Lord, that you would <clears throat> cause our ears to tingle, Lord, at the sound and at the release of your word. Cause our hearts to burn in response to your word, Lord. Show us how to respond appropriately. Show us how to respond um, accurately, Lord, as your word is released. Show us what to do. Show us the posture of the right response, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We cover this time in the blood of Jesus and we ask, Lord, that you have your way and let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So this amen. morning, um, we're just going to be wrapping up um, the teaching that we, or this series on the love of God. There are so many scriptures that come to mind when we, you know, just thinking, meditating on um, what the Bible says about the love of God. And this morning, I'm just going to trust God to um, help us settle, you know, settle what he has started. So let's open our Bibles to Galatians, the book of Galatians chapter five. So our anchor scripture, as we know, is 1 John 4. Let's also have uh, 1 John 4 open. So I'll need people to volunteer to read, please. So 1 John chapter 4, from verse 1 to 7, we have Galatians chapter 5, <clears throat> from verse 19 to, um, maybe we'll go to 25. And also 1 Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 1 to um from verse 1 to 8 so did we get all of that i like us to read um i like us to read these three scriptures as we bring um this teaching to a close today so first i'll start with first john 4 um <clears throat> I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God, for there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the Spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. 
Those people belong to this world. So they speak from this world's viewpoint and the world listens to them. But we belong to God and those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. And then verse 7 is where it starts to talk about love. So as we established when we started, verse 1 to 6 kind of like just sets the premise, right? And shows us um, how to do like a litmus test to know what manner of spirit or what kind of spirit or, or um, basically what kind of spirit a person carries. It speaks about the spirit of Christ, which is the spirit of love and the spirit of the antichrist. And that is the spirit of deception. And one of the ways that we see in the further, um, the, the scriptures, um, the further scriptures um, from verse seven down, um, it says that one of the sure ways to test and see if um, a person or a thing carries the spirit of Christ, it is through love. We can test it through love. If that fruit, if that, uh, if, if that thing that the person carries points to the love of Christ, then we know that it is a profession of Christ. It is confessing Christ and it is the spirit of Christ. So um, is anybody else at the next scripture that was mentioned? Galatians. Galatians. Okay, yes, please go ahead. Book of Galatians 5 from verse mm. 19. It says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedition, seditions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of thee which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with their affections and lusts. Verse 25, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. And then, um, okay, so this scripture is showing us, um, this scripture, it calls it, according to the um, King James Version, it calls the first category, calls it the works of the flesh. And after that, it talks about, you know, the fruit of the spirit. I would either say, you know, we can probably substitute those words. So it could be the fruits of the flesh versus the fruits of the spirit or the works of the flesh versus the works of the spirit and really what is fruit? Fruit is um, fruit is the evidence that something is at work or something has been at work in a person or has been at work in a thing. You see a fruit, um, you see the fruit of a tree because the seed of that tree has gone into the ground. It has gone through the process that is required for it to become a tree and then reproduce after its kind. So in like manner, if we're talking about the fruit of the spirit, it means that the spirit of the Lord has dwelt in us. We have given him room. We have given him space. He has 
um, he has the authority and he has the, the um, would I say, the permission, you know, to go into our lives and do the work that the Lord has sent him to do. And it, it, um, he builds us up just like that tree. We are built up and then everything that comes forth from our lives is showing Christ. Everything that comes forth from our lives is showing the spirit. Everything that comes forth from our lives is showing the goodness of God. It is showing the love of God. This is love at work. When the spirit of God is residing in us, when the spirit of God um, um, is expressed through us, the Bible calls it love. Love is the, love is the fruit of the spirit. So um, when we even look at the works of the flesh, um, it is like, it's, so it is the flesh that it is talking about, but it is expressed in different ways. And I'm sure that there are some, of, there are some other ways that may not have been, um, would I say, tagged or titled in this scripture, but they are discerned. There are certain things that sometimes, you know, you're having, personally, if you're a person that even discerns or senses in the spirit, there are some kinds of things that come around you, maybe conversations or um, maybe news or um, just different things that may be happening sometimes and you just can't place a finger on it. You just know mm, this thing is not sitting right in my spirit. Why is that? Most, maybe sometimes it's suspicion, but most times if you check and if you give it to the spirits of God. So when things like that happen for me, I start asking the Holy Spirit to, to cut off every form of flesh or any kind of feeling that may be attached to whatever it is that I'm sensing. And I ask him to reveal the truth of the word of God, you know, reveal the truth of, of, of the thing to me. And most times I find that, you know, maybe after I have prayed over a thing or I find myself in a conversation with maybe like Pastor Isi or maybe um, some of the pastors in POI are talking about a certain thing and then boom, it comes up and I realize, oh, this is the thing that was giving me such an easiness in my spirit. You know, um, there are things that we're able to pick up. There are things we're able to discern, you know, and know that, ah, okay, there's something off here. Oh, I'm sensing, you know, and most times if you're having conversations with carnally minded people, Right, so a carnally minded person is not necessarily an unbeliever. There are people that are walking in the faith that are still carnally minded. So the, 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 the way that they evaluate things is off. They are not evaluating things from the spirits. They are still one leg in and one leg out. They are still going with the ways of the world. You know, I found myself in times past with having conversations with people like that that have just like the fig tree the semblance of 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 um of growth of greenery you know of strength of beauty of the workings of god in their lives but if you go close to them there's no fruit you know and people like that when you have conversations with them and you say certain things sometimes you know you can't be a person of discernment and be yoked with a person that is carnally minded um why because they are not evaluating things from the spirits. They are still led by the wisdom of this world. They are still governed by this, you know, the workings of this world. So when you say certain things to them, you often find people like that. Most of what they say is, you hear them saying things like, oh, is that written in the Bible? Show me where it is written in the Bible. You know, I remember the first time when I, you know, 
initially when I would hear people say things like that, when I was still new in my work with God, and I would hear people say things like, oh, show me where that's written in the Bible. It will, ch- it will challenge me not in a good way. You know, it will make me feel like, oh, this person has a point. If it's not written in the Bible, uh, then I guess maybe it's all in my mind. No, but there's a scripture that tells us that if all the things that happened in the time of G, in fact, all the books in the world cannot contain the journeys or the workings that Jesus Christ did, that's just Christ himself. How much more the many letters that were not written, you know, these letters that we are reading today that have become the word of God is because people like Paul, people like John, um, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, they sat down and stewarded what the spirit of the Lord was laying in their hearts. Maybe some of these pieces and epistles were even lost, you know, maybe some of them were even um, who knows what happened to them, but these are the ones that were gathered together and put in a book. So when you hear people say things like, oh, um, if the Bible doesn't say it, so therefore there is room for discernment. There's room for the leading of the spirit. And so most times, even when I have conversations with people, I tell them, don't be quick to put God in a box, you know? So if we're talking about love, we must not, the, the Bible is showing, you know, the Bible is putting it beside, um, how the world operates so that we can see the comparisons. Why? Because there is, there is a conviction that we receive when we walk in love. And I believe that one of the things that the Lord is um, establishing for us by these teachings and um, by this um, series on the love of God is to show us how to discern, you know, how to be people that discern things how to discern properly by the spirit of God how to look at a thing because it is talking about fruit it is talking about the ways the workings of a thing it is talking about the works of a thing you know um so I believe that God is showing us that or he's he's pushing us to a place where we're able to discern and we're able to not just look at things on the surface but to be able to go down to the root of the matter and test it and see whether, you know, test the fruits and know if it, if it, if it speaks of Christ or if it speaks of the Antichrist, because there is no in-between. There is no in-between. There's no lukewarm. It's either we're hot or we are cold. It's either we are burning for Jesus and we are um, exemplifying, you know, the workings of the spirit. It's either we are on the side of Christ or we are propagating the agenda of the kingdom of darkness. And so that's why we must be very careful. This morning, in fact, I, I, I would have thought that the Holy Spirit wanted us to focus on the fruit of the spirit. Most times we call it the fruits of the spirit, but this scripture shows us that it is one fruit. It is a fruit of the spirit and it is expressed in different ways. It is the fruit of the flesh and it is expressed in different ways. If we even take it back to the Garden of Eden, it was two trees that were in the garden, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of the spirit and the tree of the flesh. There is always a choice that needs to be made. 
And so for us to be able to make the right choices, we must be able to discern correctly. We must be able to look at a thing and sit with the spirit and ask. We must never be afraid to ask the Holy Spirit. We must never be afraid to take time to ask God. We must never be afraid to retreat in God and just search out his heart to, to know what his will is and what his mind is. This is the way of love. One of the expressions of the fruit of the spirit is perseverance, long suffering, to be able to sit back, to be able to judge a matter, not being hasty, not being in a hurry, not being um, agitated, you know, not doing it from a place of pressure. And that, and you know, the opposite of walking in pressure is walking in peace and solitude. That is another expression of the fruit of the spirit. So you see that all of these things work hand in hand. So you cannot say that you are a person that loves and be hasty. You cannot say that you are a person of peace and um and and you know on the other on the flip side you are you are expressing a work of the flesh. And that is why at every point in time. Whose fruit are we exemplifying? We must ask ourselves, if it is the fruit of the spirit that we are showing forth or we are expressing, then we must always ask the spirit that is at work in us to constantly help us, to constantly help us, to constantly help us. We are nothing without the help of God. And the help of God is evident in the person of the Holy Spirit. So every time we get on our knees or every time we have that quiet time with God and we're saying, Father, help me. What we are saying is, Holy Spirit, show me what to do. We can use this in every area of our lives. If it's in, in difficult times, in joyful times, in happy times, in sad times, the Holy Spirit is our helper. He's the spirit that, the, that Christ sent to us to help us, to comfort us, to show us the way to go, to lead us into all things. It is the Holy Spirit. So if we are speaking of fruits, if we're talking about the love of God, we cannot fully understand the love of God without the working of the spirit of God. And how do we, how do we um, 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 understand the workings of the spirit? It is by asking the spirit to help us to discern, help us discern, help us understand. I'd like us to pray at this point and just ask the Holy Spirit to make us, to, to strengthen our discernment if perhaps up until now, we haven't even be, been strong in discerning, I'd like us to invite the Holy Spirit this morning. Just say, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me become a person of discernment. Help me become a person that discerns accurately. Teach me how to discern by your spirit. Let me not put you in a box, Holy Spirit. Let me not be limited by who I think you are. Let me not be limited or let me not even limit you. Um, um, in my mind or in my soul by the, by the boundaries that I have set for you in my heart regarding how I expect you to operate, regarding how I expect you to move, regarding how I expect to engage you. But Holy Spirit, I ask this morning that you make me a discerning, a discerning woman, make me a discerning man, make me a discerning person. Teach me how to discern. Teach me how to sit in you. Teach me how to stay with you and brood over a matter until I see the fruit, until I understand the underlying roots of a thing. Show me how to be deep rooted in you, Holy Spirit. Show me how to be a person that stays in the deep in the deep place, in the secret place of the spirit, in the secret place of the presence 
presence of God. Let's leave, please, please, can we unmute our mics and pray? Let's pray this morning, please. Father, this is our prayer. Mare kurebo shade bereba. Ne bredo sikade bade bereba. Oh Holy Spirit, help us. Help us this morning. We are asking that you help us and you strengthen us. Strengthen our discernment in this time, in this season, in this age, when darkness is looming around. My God, when the kingdom of darkness seems to be advancing, Holy Spirit, be our our anchor. Teach us how to discern. Teach us how to discern. Teach us how to weigh things in your spirit. Teach us how to place the issues and the matters of life or the things that come our way. Teach us how to place them on the scales of, of your spirit, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen, um, okay, so, I'm just going to um, touch on the expressions of the fruit of the spirit, the expressions of love. But before then, um, let me see. Let me see if I can do this real quickly. Okay, so I just want to go over this first part that talks about um, the works of flesh. I'm just going to read it. I'm reading from my Bible. Um, I, I use a Dick study Bible sometimes to study, most times actually. Um, and what the Dick's Bible does is it breaks down every scripture, right? Um, it's identified. So it's like a concordance, but it's also, um, it, it's, it's pretty much a concordance, but it, ex, it goes further to explain sometimes beyond the concordance um, to explain um, certain words or certain scriptures. So in with the Dick's Bible, every verse of scripture is broken down and explained. It pretty much looks like an encyclopedia. I'm sure some of us have it. Um, so I'm just going to exp um, expatiate on the works of the flesh that were mentioned in Galatians 5.19. So it says now the works of the flesh are, manif um, are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murder, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Um, so, um, adultery, um, it talks about unlawful sexual relations between men and women, single or married. Um, um, fornication, same as adultery, above, besides all manner of other unlawful relations. Uncleanliness, whatever is opposite of, whatever is the opposite of purity, including sodomy, homosexuality, lesbianism, pederasty, bestiality and all other forms of sexual perversion lasciviousness 
licentiousness, lustfulness, unchastity, and lewdness, lasciviousness, um, filthiness. It is the promoting or partaking of that which tends to produce lewd emotions. Anything tending to foster sex and lust. That is why many worldly pleasures have to be avoided by the Christian. Thank you, Jesus. So that lasciviousness may not be committed. This part that says um, promoting or partaking of that which tends to produce lewd emotions. So anything that tends to produce, tends to produce, that is promoting it, that is amplifying the sound of it, that is repeating it, that is talking about it, that is brooding over it, that is pretty much partnering with it, whether passively or actively. And I remember actually there was a time someone I know put up a post and we that's why we have to be very careful. And that is why we must always ask the Holy Spirit to show us. In fact, from, to, from today, let this become like a project that we take up with the Holy Spirit at anything, at any point where anything meets the gates of our souls, our eye gates, our ear gates, um, or our hearts, at any point in time where something is about to cross through our gates, we must always ask the Holy Spirit, what is the fruit of this thing? Regardless of how it looks, because if you look at Eve in the garden, the Bible tells us that when the serpent had sold that thing to her, she looked at it, she considered it, she evaluated it, but it was from the place of the flesh. And what was the report of her evaluation? The Bible says that she realized that it was good for food. It was profitable to make her wise and it was pleasing to the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life profitable to make her wise the loss of the eyes it was good for food those were the reports of her evaluation she looked at these things and she said wow this is a game changer is a win-win for me i don't see why not sign me up she paid her subscription fee she agreed with the enemy she took the fruit and she started to eat it and that was it and the bible tells us what did the bible say about the works of the flesh um, in, 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 in our anchor scripture, it talks about the spirit of the Antichrist. It is a spirit of deception. It cannot be called deception if it does not have the semblance of truth. So the enemy always comes and masquerades or rather cloaks himself as an angel of light. That is how he sells the lie. So um, regarding lasciviousness and what the Bible is saying, anything that seeks to promote, we must be careful. I was talking about someone that posted something and I saw this thing. The thing just did not sit well in my spirit. I had to send her a message. It's not everybody I will reach out to and send a message to. And these days people are quick to just munch somebody, you know, grab someone's screen message and post it on their WhatsApp stories, put it on their Instagram. Put it on. Sometimes people even ask me, are you even active on social media? We don't. It's, because, it's not because I don't see things and I don't have things to say. But most times I have to ask myself, what is the reason behind this thing? There are so many times that I have typed messages and the Holy Spirit has told me, take it off. Thankfully, I, I would say most times, 
by the grace of God, because I'm being honest, I'm not going to lie. Most times I have obeyed the Holy Spirit and I have taken it down. There are some times when I have said, mm, I'm not sure, you know, I, I still struggle and I have my way. And a few hours down, max a few days down the line, I see the reason why the Holy Spirit has told me, this is why you were not supposed to post that. This is why you shouldn't have had that conversation. This is why you shouldn't have said this thing. Why? Because you don't realize that what you are doing is not, you are not just, you are not independent of, 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 of the series of events that take place on this earth or in this world. You are sowing seeds. So whatever it is that you are posting, whatever conversation you are starting, whatever, um, um, whatever news you are subscribing to, whatever details or information you are passing on, whatever gist in quotes that you are asking the next person, you need to be searching the spirit and asking God to show you what is this thing rooted in? Because it is not enough to just say, well, me, I know myself. Um, I know that um, I'm rooted. I know that my own relationship with God is okay. But what about the people that are attached to you? Some people will say, oh, I cannot live double lives. I cannot live a fake life. I cannot pretend to be one thing and be, you know, up front, you know, act as if I'm one thing and on the other hand, I'm being another thing. That is not the point. The fact that the Holy Spirit is giving you conviction is because he's building you towards becoming the person that you are already are in Christ. So most times there is that contradiction of, oh, okay, um, this is not who I am. This is who I am. I have to be true to da, 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 da. And we stay in that place of smallness because we don't want to give room to the Holy Spirit to allow us walk through process. And if we remember how we explain the context of the fruit of a spirit and the fruit of a tree is that the seed first goes into the roots. It stays in the darkness. It broods in the darkness. It is watered. The sun, the light is, 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 is you know, um, is, is showered over it and the water comes over it and then it begins to grow and then it begins to sprout and because it has gone through process then it begins to grow and then it shoots out and then you see the head and you see the ear and the next thing it is growing and growing and growing from a plant it becomes a tree and from a tree it now has its branches and then fruit starts to come out of it we must be careful that we are not the ones that are acting against the will of God for our own lives, that we may not become a castaway. I'd like us to pray at this point and just even begin to repent and say, Father, is there any way that I have partnered with darkness? I have promoted darkness. I have propagated any spirit that is anti-Christ. Father, consciously, or passively. I pray for forgiveness, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will cause the eyes of my understanding to be enlightened, oh God. I pray, oh God, that your light will be revealed unto me, and you will cause me to see things accurately. Father, let me not be governed by the flesh. Let me not be governed by the flesh. Let me not be led by the wisdom of this world, but Father, give me the wisdom of your spirit to be able to judge and discern accurately, oh God, to be able to partner with your spirit, 
to be able to take you for your word and to respond accurately by your spirit. This is my prayer this morning. Please can we pray? Lift up your voice and pray for yourself. You are praying for yourself. You are not praying for anybody else, but you are praying for yourself. I just ask that the Holy Spirit will touch your heart this morning and cause your heart to turn. If there's any way you have been walking contrary to the word or the will of God, if there's any form of deception that may have gone past the point of 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 um um of of thinking and has become a stronghold in your life pray that the holy spirit will reveal it to you and will uproot that spirit of deception from your life in the name of jesus father uproot every working and every spirit and every seed of deception that may be playing out in my life father any form of deception lord that is being expressed through my life if there's any time oh god that i have given room to the enemy to give to 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 cause it to bear the fruits of deception in my life father i ask for your forgiveness this morning forgive me oh god forgive me oh god forgive me oh god show me how to do better show me how to be better my god show me how to walk better with you father in the name of jesus in jesus precious name amen we must always remember that we are carriers of the divine presence of god and so everything that we do every word that we speak every every information or anything that passes through our lives must be filtered by the spirit so that we do not fall into the trap of lasciviousness we do not fall into that trap of medi because you see deception is contagious it just takes one person that is deceived to believe a thing and then once he believes it that is all so that's why even in the human body, um, cancer, that, um, cancer cells are very, very hard to fight because once one cell becomes cancerous, it's like it, it spreads that information to the remaining cells in the body and it starts to contaminate them. It starts to contaminate. All you need is a little bit of living and it would contaminate the whole, the whole loaf. All you need is a, is a little fox, a little here, a little there. And it will destroy the whole vineyard. Foxes are very, very, very little and they are very subtle, but they are enough to cause havoc on a vineyard that has been flourishing. And so we must be very careful and we must be very discerning. Um, I'll just quickly skim through the rest because our time is short. Anything tending to force, you know, anything that, so it's not even with the context or it's not just limited to sex, um, fornication, ad, um, adultery, and all of those things. Sin, generally. And this is something that we say on the call often. I've said it a number of times. That sin, transgression, and iniquity are different. Transgression is when we... But we find that these words are used interchangeably in the Bible. So you find that transgression is when you are aware that this thing is wrong, but you make up your mind and you say you want to do, you are transgressing. But sin, most times, the, the reason why people fall into sin is because of ignorance. Sin literally means missing the point. So a man can sin. And that's why the Bible says Adam and Eve sinned in, you know, the, the, in the book of Genesis, it says that they sinned against God. Because they missed the point, their evaluation um, system or their evaluation metrics were off. They did not discern. So it's not that they purposed in their hearts to do bad. No, but they did. If Eve did not evaluate properly, and she missed the points, 
anything tending to okay um it goes on to say that is that is why many worldly pleasures have to be avoided by the christian so that lasciviousness may not be committed and so when you show me a man that walks after the spirit and i will show you a man that has that has raised consecrations over his life a man that is given to sacrifice there are some people you meet them and they'll, they'll tell you oh i'm sorry i don't drink i don't drink i don't drink any form of alcohol and you may be wondering another person now a carnally minded person will say oh tell me where it is written in the bible that you should not drink in fact they will show you the scripture that tells you oh jesus turned water to wine oh this and that happened oh so, such and such and such the truth is that <laughs> Whatever it is that you want to do, you will always find a reason to back it up. But even in the same scripture, a man that walks after the spirit will find the scripture that backs up why he should have set certain consecrations and boundaries over his life. And so this explains to us why we must always have consecrations, why we must always have restrictions, why we must always have boundaries over our lives. The Bible tells us, I believe it's in the, the book of Proverbs, there's a scripture there that says, when you sit before kings, put a knife to your throat. I was going to explain this when we got to self-control, but I believe that everything we're saying is, because if we're looking at the, the fruit of the spirit, the scripture of the fruit of the spirit, we all know it, we can recite it. I learned it in primary school. The song even plays in my head, the, the nursery rhyme or the primary rhyme. It plays in my head every time I remember the scripture. So it is what we already know. But most times we are just looking at the latter part of things and we're not going deep into what the spirit is saying to us. We're still talking about love, the expressions of love. You know, so if we're talking about self-control and we're talking about um, putting a knife to your throat, what is a knife? The knife, as the spirit of God explained to me and I understood it to be the double-edged sword, which is, which is the word of God. What is, what is your throat? Your throat is when you eat, you, what goes into your body passes through your throat. It passes through your, the tube of your throat. So the throat is like the gates that allows the passage of food and nutrients into your body. And if we look at it in the context of our souls or our lives, we see that the throat is the gateway into our soul. You know, so what are the things that you are filtering that are coming in and out of your life? What are the concentrations and the boundaries that you have set over your life? The struggles that my family knew are not the same struggles that Mr. Omos family knew or the same struggles that even maybe Varia's family or Watsi's family knew. You know, our family lines and our family um, orientations are different. And I remember there was a certain day I was having a conversation with someone, you know, we were just um, talking about different cultures, you know, and how in Africa we are very... Um, village people oriented always thinking about oh it's people from the village that are doing this and doing that it may seem like a joke now but those things are rooted in the reality you know of 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 people's of people's lives and where they are coming from and their journeys and everybody you know it's funny that the family life is when they are describing your family they talk they 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 cut they, they the word that is used to describe lineage sometimes is a family tree I'm sure we've heard that a lot of times, you know. So you're talking about a person's lineage and you're talking about a tree. So if you even look at a tree, if you're talking about a family tree, it means that there are seeds 
that are rooted in your DNA. There are seeds that are rooted in you by reason of the family or reason of the place or reason of your ancestry or reason of your geographical location. There are certain seeds that will be at work and are activated in you. So you will look at the Western world. The struggles they have there are different from the struggles that they are having in the third world countries. It's different from the struggles that they are having in other parts. The struggles in Africa are different from the struggles in America, different from the struggles in Asia, different from, you know, they are all um, um, different from one another. And that is why for each person, you must realize that you are first prophet and priest over your own life. You are first prophet and priest over your own life. And you must take up that um, responsibility to guard your heart. You must take up that responsibility to shield your heart by the help of the Holy Spirit. So this is not to suggest that we become suspicious people. But the suggestion rather is that we partner with the Holy Spirit so that we are able to arrive in that, you know, arrive at, would I say, um, this expression of love that is, that is self-control, these expressions of love that is joy, peace, patience, kindness, long-suffering, we must always be ready to partner with the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Are we still here? Are we still here? Is anyone still on this yes. call? Yes. Amen. Praise God. This is a very, yeah. okay. Awesome. This is a very, it's, it's even, in fact, I made notes and you won't believe my eyes have been closed all through this, this teaching. I made notes and I thought we were going to come and talk about the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, take them one after the other. But it is evident that the Lord is telling us that it is time to get up and guard our hearts. It is time to go deeper in our discernment. It is time for us to go deeper in his spirit because the deception of this age, in fact, while we were in Ghana, there was a scripture that I, it was Pastor Ching talked that read that scripture. And he talked about how um, the darkness of this age, even that which is coming, is greater than that which already exists. And if we are not taken by Christ at the time that he comes, even the very elect will be deceived. So it is such a deep darkness, you know, and if we're talking about the fruit of the spirit, if we're talking about love, love is discerning. Love is deep. Love does not stay on the surface of things. Love is not deceitful. We need to go beyond the surface and stay in the deep. It is the season for the deep divers. It is the time of the deep divers. It is time for the men and the women that will arise and say, I don't want to stay at ankle level anymore. I want to go knee deep. I don't want to stay at knee level anymore. I want to go waist deep. And you know the best part? Nobody has to compel you except the spirit that will convict you. You don't need anybody to preach a sermon to you. You don't need anybody to come and um, convince you any further. In fact, when people convince you, that's when you start looking for reasons why you shouldn't do it because it is man that is calling you. But when God is calling you, when the Lord is beckoning on you and he's saying, come up hither, and you know it is the voice of God, harden not your hearts. Let us pray this morning that the Lord will cause our hearts not to be hardened towards him, that we would indeed respond in love. Because you see, it is one thing to hear God's voice. It's another thing to discern and know exactly what the spirit is saying. 
but there is another part to it which is responding appropriately and accurately we cannot discern you know this discernment is not um is not independent of um, responding after you discern then what what do you do with the discernment you know do you just stay in that place and add it to the accolades of things that you have discerned or how do you do you take your marching order from there and do you begin to walk with the spirit? Do you begin to journey with the spirit? Do you begin to take trajectory by the leading of the spirit? This morning, I'd like us to pray and ask the Lord to show us how to respond to him, to show us how to respond in love because responding by faith is responding in love. Faith is a fruit of the spirit, faithfulness. The Bible says faithfulness is part of the expressions of love, which is the fruit of the spirit. How do we respond to God? How do we respond to his word? How do we respond to his spirit when he speaks to us, when he releases such revelation over us? What is our response? What is our response? Let's lift up our voices and say, Father, show me how to respond to you. Show me how to respond to you, my God. Show me how to respond to you. Show us, O God, that it's not everything that is worthy of our time. Show us, O God, that it's not everything that is worthy of our speech. Show us, O God, that it's not everything that is worthy of our thoughts or our emotion. Show us the things to to respond to show us the things to restrain ourselves from oh god show us oh god the pleasures that we, we 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 do not need to invest in my god help us father to choose you over the loss of our flesh to choose you over the comfort and conveniences of our mortality help us father to choose you at every point in time this is how we respond in love when we walk according to your will when we are governed by your spirit when we arise lord as sons and walk in maturity help us lord not to be given oh god or to be excited oh god or to be um or taken by the the trends of this world lord show us the things to do in moderation show us how to live a life of balance oh god show us father how to walk in love just as you do oh god show us how to give Show us how to walk in joy. Show us how to be peaceful. Show us how to be kind. Show us how to be a people of restraint, of order, oh God. Show us how to be a people that have learned and mastered, Lord, how to govern our souls, how to govern our lives, oh God. Show us how to even build boundary lines round about our lives, round about our souls. Show us, Father, how to stay in your word, how to brood over your word, Father. Show us how to take the opportunities that you give to us, not to neglect the things oh god that you have given us opportunities in seed form lord show us how to give ourselves to process how to give ourselves to your procedure show us father how to how to how to walk according to your love this is our desire 
explain to us by your spirit what love looks like, what love means, oh God, how love can be expressed, oh God, not just in words and in feelings, Father, but in deeds, oh God. Let your love be rooted in us, my God, in the mighty name of Jesus. This is our prayer this morning. Lord, we ask that you have your way and let your name be glorified in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm just going to close with this scripture in 1 Corinthians 13 from verse 1 to 8. I'm reading from the Amplified. The Bible says, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have, but do not love for others growing out of God's, um, but do not, okay, but not have love for others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy going or a clanging cymbal just an annoying distraction. And if I have the gift of prophecy and speak a new message from God to the people and understand all mysteries and possess all knowledge, and if I have all sufficient faith so that I can move mountains but do not have love, reaching out to others, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to feed the poor and if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have love, it does, it does me no good at all. Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Love never fails. It never fades or ends. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. I pray that the Lord will, by his grace and his mercy, reveal to us the true workings of love as we go forth in this call because indeed um seven hours picking out an hour every day for seven days cannot do justice to the teaching of the word of god but we thank god because we have the holy spirit that teaches us all things that reveals all things to us and explains all things to us in obedience to christ i pray that the holy spirit would show us the true workings of love as we go forth, that none of us will be found wanting in word, in speech, in character, in conduct. None of us will lag behind. None of us will fall short according to the standards and the measures of the spirit. None of us will fall short. None of us will be drunk by the, 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 the trends of this life or the trends of this world but we will give ourselves to the governing and the government and the schooling of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for eyes that see. We thank you for ears that hear. And we thank you, Lord, for hearts that understand. We bless your holy name, O oh God, for such a blessed time of fellowship this morning. We give you all the glory, O oh God. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Thank you for um, showing up um, every day. May the Lord reward your diligence and may the Lord reward your steadfastness. Um, 
God bless you. Have a fantastic day. We'll share any other details regarding um, the meetings and the prayer times that we'll be having. But just as an add-on, we're commencing or we're picking up Power Hour again starting tomorrow. Um, all the details will be shared on the group with the times um, for the different time zones and all. God bless you all. Thank you. Um, Thank have you a fantastic much. day. Uh, Pastor Thank Stephanie, somebody is asking for prayer on the chat. As okay. Sister Love says, can we pray for her sore throat, please? Uh, okay, Varya, please, um, can you just speak a word over Sister Love? Father, we thank you that you are a healer, the Lord. We just uh, lay hands on our sister right now in the name of Amen. Jesus. And we Amen. command you to be healed. We, we command every sickness to get out of your body. We command every um, microbes and every virus to die in the name of Jesus. Lord, Amen. we speak healing. We, we speak wholeness, Father. We speak Amen. prosperity over her in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you all. Bless you. Have a wonderful day. Bless you. Thank you. Bye. Amen.